Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, this is James, and you are listening to The Sleep Pod. Every episode... I make up a rambling and light-hearted story to help you forget about reality for a little while and to help you get in the right frame of mind for a pleasant and relaxing sleep. You may have noticed that it has been a few weeks since the last episode, but I won't bore you with excuses that involve international travel losing my voice for the best part of a week because I screamed too much at a water park, and finally catching a certain virus that has been really popular over the last few years. Instead, I'll just apologize for your temporary lack of service and state on the record that I have no current plans for traveling abroad visiting any amusement parks, aquatic-based or otherwise, or getting actively involved in a pandemic. The random word of inspiration that I will be using for this week's story was shouted at me through my letterbox. I didn't see who it was who was doing the shouting, but I heard them. I heard the word, and now I'm using that word to make up a story, and that word is boat. So get yourself comfortable, dim the lights, and set your phone to do not disturb, and I'll get started with this week's story. Boat. backpack 
was filled with items that he had recently purchased from the supermarket because Frank had just done his weekly shop. He had purchased all the usual essential items, bread, milk, sugar, eggs, and he was now looking forward to making it home so he could pop it all in the fridge or into the specific cupboard that he had designated as the home for various food items. It was a sunny day. There were a few other people walking along the path. But Frank often made this journey, so he was used to weaving around pedestrians, giving way to other cyclists and avoiding people on mobility scooters. But it was hotter than normal. He was getting quite sweaty. After navigating his way around a group of power walkers, he stopped and got off his bicycle and leant it against the fence. He just needed a few minutes to catch his breath and to rehydrate. And so, that is exactly what Frank did. the water bottle that was fixed to the inside of the frame of his bicycle, unscrewed the cap bit and started guzzling lukewarm H2O. He regretted not getting a water vessel that could maintain a low temperature for the liquid contained within. But that was something that he only really thought about on hot days. Usually it was quite cold out. And it wasn't like he went on very long journeys on his bicycle so it was very rare that he actually experienced non-cold water from the bottle. But today was one of those days. He winced slightly as he swallowed. Oh well, he thought. He wasn't far away from home now. He could have a nice, cool drink once he got there. 
He leant on the fence and looked at the slowly flowing water that made up the river. He could see some ducks and swans floating by. On the opposite side, there was a man fishing. It didn't look like the man had caught anything, but he was quite happy with just being sat there on a relatively warm day and was enjoying the peace, quiet and solitude that fishing as a hobby often provides. Frank watched a dragonfly emerge from somewhere near the water's edge. He watched it hover upwards and then saw it as it slowly moved towards him. He was interested at first, but as the dragonfly got closer and closer, He remembered that he was a little bit squeamish about large insect-type things. So he gently waved his arm in the direction of the dragonfly. And luckily for Frank, the dragonfly understood this motion as an indication of a person who is not a fan of dragonflies. And so it flew away. After a few minutes longer, Frank felt ready to continue on his journey home. He had caught his breath and he was hydrated to a level that was sufficient when all you have at hand is non-cold water. He was just about to get back on his bicycle when he felt something, something strange on his leg. He looked down, confused mild panic that it was the dragonfly. But after checking his leg for flying insects, he found nothing. But still, the strange sensation continued. After a moment, realization struck Frank. Ah, he said. My mobile telephone is vibrating in my pocket. An old couple who were walking near him overheard him say this and gave him a puzzled look. Frank noticed and apologized, saying, Sorry, I was just talking to myself there. 
and the old couple smiled, but picked up their pace as they continued to walk past him. After the confusion, Frank reached into his pocket and pulled out his mobile telephone. He looked at the screen. Wow, he thought. Somebody is calling me. Usually he just receives emails and the occasional text message. It was odd to get a actual phone call. He took a deep breath and prepared himself to speak to a human. He held the phone in his left hand while his right hand, index finger pointing out, hovered over the green icon that would answer the call. Slowly and carefully, his finger got closer and closer to the screen, when eventually it made contact. Frank swiftly moved the phone and his hand up towards his left ear, so he could hear whatever it is that this mysterious person has to say. He cleared his throat. Hello, said Frank. This is Frank. How can I help you? At first, Frank heard nothing because there was nothing to hear. But then there was a soft click and the distinct sound of generic background noises. And then a voice. And the voice said, Hello, is that Frank? Frank was sure that he had already said that he was Frank, but he chose to ignore it. Yes, this is Frank. Excellent, said the voice. You are exactly who I wish to communicate with, which is why I have telephoned you. Ah, said Frank. Great. Yes, said the person. I bet you're wondering why I am contacting you. Frank thought about this for a moment. Yes, this was something that he was wondering. And then the voice continued. My name is Helvetica. Helvetica lowercase. And I wish to hire you for your services. Oh, said Frank. My services? 
yes, said Helvetica, lowercase. This is Frank, is it not? The consultant. Frank thought for a moment. Yes, he was a consultant. Yes, said Frank. I am a consultant. Brilliant, said Helvetica. I am wondering if you could meet me for a consultation. Frank thought for a moment. He didn't have anything else on that day. All he had to do was ride his bicycle home and deposit his recent purchases into their designated locations. Yes, said Frank. That is something that I could do today. Where are you located? Ah, said Helvetica. I heard about you from a friend, so I am aware of where you are located. But I am located in the next town over. You know the one. said Frank. Frank was not a superstitious man, but after years of living where he lived, he was well aware that there was a superstition, that it was unlucky to say the name of that specific town. But Helvetica's reluctance to say the name was indication enough that that town was that specific town. So no further inquiries were required. If I give you an address, would you be able to come over later today? Frank thought, hmm, it shouldn't take too long to head over there. It was still before lunchtime, so he had plenty of time. He checked his watch just to make sure that it was still before lunchtime. And it was. It was 9.43 a.m. As they say, the day was still young. Yes, said Frank. I can do that. I should be able to make it over to any location in your town by 2.30 in the afternoon. Excellent, said Helvetica. Do you have a fax number or should I send you an email? Frank thought he did have a fax machine, but he wasn't sure exactly where it was if it had any paper in it, if it had any ink in it, or if it still worked at all anyway. An email is probably better, he said. Great, said Helvetica. 
shall send it over to you post haste. Good day. And they put the phone down. Frank moved his telephone away from his ear and looked at it to gain confirmation that the call had ended. It had. He popped the phone back into his pocket, climbed back onto his bicycle, and started riding home. Ten minutes later, Frank and his bicycle arrived outside his home. Frank's home was a boat. The interesting thing about Frank's boat was that it didn't seem to obey the normal guidelines for boat shape. At first glance, somebody walking along the side of the river may look at his boat and think, ah, it is a canal barge, narrow boat type thing. But on further inspection, it was twice as wide as the standard canal barge type boat. And in some places, it had multiple floors. It was a -a one-of-a-kind vessel, something that Frank was very proud of himself for acquiring. Although he couldn't really remember how he had managed to acquire it in the first place. He remembers going into a shop. A shop that he hadn't seen since and hadn't seen before. It wasn't a boat shop. His memory was fuzzy. He couldn't really remember exactly what it is the shop was called or what it claimed to sell on the outside or even any details of what the shop was like on the inside. In his memory, there's just a generic template of a shop which seems to take elements of various other shops that he is definitely more familiar with. But although those details are vague and fuzzy, one thing is for sure. Frank entered that shop as a non-boat owner, and by the time he left, he owned a boat. The more confusing thing seemed to be that no money seemed to have exchanged hands for the purchase. It was the type of mystery that baffled and slightly annoyed him for a while, but enough time has passed now that Frank just accepts that he somehow has this very strange boat, and that's where he lives now.
Frank got off his bicycle, lifted it up, and hopped on board his boat. He secured his bicycle to the wall that had a designated bicycle hole that was located next to the main entrance to the body of the boat. He made his way into the kitchen via the long corridor that stretches for most of the length of the boat. Once inside the kitchen, he put the bread in the bread basket. He put the milk inside the fridge. And then he put all of the other things that he bought into their corresponding cupboards. He put the bag that had been carrying all of the items on a hook on the back of a door, ready for the next time he needed to go and buy groceries. Before leaving the kitchen, he had a quick glance around, making sure that there was nothing fragile, precariously placed on the edge of a counter. But there wasn't, because Frank was usually quite on it in regards to making sure that his boat was ready to set sail whenever he needed to. Frank headed to the wheelhouse of his ship. He didn't think that he had ever heard the term wheelhouse before, apart from being used as part of a phrase. So he was quite surprised to learn that that is the name of the room where the ship is steered from. He learned this on the same day that he learned the difference between a boat and a ship. At first, he thought that he owned a boat, but no, it was technically a ship. Although he was quite free with whichever term he chose to use to describe the place he was currently stood in. It didn't really matter to him. It didn't matter to most people. Most people would understand that he was in some kind of water-based vessel that could move. And it wasn't really important to anybody else how many floors or if it had a lifeboat or anything like that. Although he wasn't entirely sure how he had acquired this specific knowledge. There was a chance that he had just made it up, or it was something that he could have just imagined making up in a dream. He wasn't sure, but it didn't really matter to him. He didn't speak to many other boat-slash-ship owners. He sat down in the comfy chair in front of the wheel. He looked out around him. There were no other boats or ships on the river 
So he started the engine. He was just about to start driving the boat when he remembered that he was still firmly fixed to the side of the river via ropes. So Frank quickly stood up, ran through the inside of the ship, then to the outside of the ship, untied all the ropes, secured them, then got back into the wheelhouse. And then he pressed the big button that made the ship go. He wasn't sure if many other ships worked in the same fashion, but this wasn't a normal ship. And to him it made perfect sense that most of the driving and steering was completed automatically after Frank just pressed a single, large, green, glowing button. After an initial lurch forward, the ship began to move, and gradually it made its way along the river to the next town. After a few hours of gentle sailing along the river, Frank was almost at a point on the river that was the closest that he could really get to his destination without trying to get the boat onto land. He spotted a point that seemed suitable for parking the boat. So he looked down at the controls, pressed the large automatic parking button, and let the ship do the rest while he walked around, looking through all of the windows at his new location. He was near the center of a large town. Red bricked buildings towered above him on both sides of the river. Up ahead there was a bridge. There was some graffiti on the bridge, but there wasn't anything too vulgar which Frank thought was quite nice. Some actual art, or maybe poetry, might have been a better choice. But a collection of random people's names seemed to be the graffiti preference of choice for this particular location. Frank checked his watch He had a bit of time before he was needed to meet his new client. So, before he forgot, he ran outside and secured his boat. Dropped some anchors. 
did some online payments for him parking his boat there. All the usual stuff that he normally has to deal with when moving his boat to a new location. He thought he better freshen himself up a little bit. After all, he was meeting a new client and he had been on a bicycle ride earlier and was still a little bit sweaty. So he went and had a shower, put on some clean clothes, did his hair really nice, and then he was ready to go. He locked up and turned the alarm on on the boat and started walking to the address that he had been given. After ten minutes and a lot of walking down various roads, he arrived at the location. It was a small coffee shop. An independent type one. Not part of a chain. There was a sign outside that had one spelling mistake and one misplaced apostrophe. He reached the door. As he opened it, a small metal bell that was attached to the door rang out. There were only a few customers in the coffee shop, and it didn't take Frank long to identify which one was Helvetica lowercase. Because as soon as Frank had entered the shop, Helvetica lowercase stood up and made their way over to Frank and thrust their hand into Frank's hand. Hello, they said. My name is Helvetica Lowercase. You are Frank, aren't you? Frank thought for a moment. Was he the Frank that they were wanting? But they had also said that their name was Helvetica Lowercase, and Frank was meeting someone with that specific name. And although Helvetica lowercase isn't exactly an uncommon name, the chances that there was a separate Helvetica lowercase also meeting somebody called Frank did not seem like it was a likely occurrence. Frank nodded. Yes, I am Frank. said Helvetica. Come, join me at my table. Would you like a coffee? Yes, please, said Frank. So Helvetica made a 
complicated hand gesture to the person near the till, who then nodded and started making a coffee for Frank. Frank was impressed. Wow, he said, as they both sat down at the table. What was that complicated hand gesture that indicated that they should start making a coffee for me? Helvetica smiled. Ah, they said. I've worked in many coffee shops over the years. That is a secret hand gesture language that is exclusively known by baristas and ex-baristas. You probably should ignore that you saw it because it is a trade secret. Oh, said Frank. Okay, I will do. And so he forgot about it. After a few minutes of light small talk, a nice cup of coffee was placed in front of Frank. He thanked the barista as they walked away picked up the mug and took a sip. It was very nice coffee. So, said Frank, you requested my services. How can I help you? Well, said Helvetica, I need a consultant. Specifically, the specific type of consultant that you are. Ah, said Frank, a thought consultant. Yes, said Helvetica. Okay, said Frank. Before we get started, would you please sign this paperwork, just confirming that you are going to pay for my services. Frank reached into the inside pocket of his jacket, pulled out a folded sheet of A4 paper and a pen and slid it over to Helvetica. Helvetica picked up the paper, gave it a skim reading, signed it and then handed both pen and paper back to Frank. Thank you, said Frank. Now, how can I help you? Helvetica leaned back in their chair. Well, they said, I've been having some very serious thoughts recently. Oh, said Frank. What about? Helvetica took a deep breath. I am considering purchasing a monster truck. Now, I know that it is an impractical mode of transport. However, 
I think they are really cool. Frank thought about this for a moment. Hmm. This was not the first time that somebody had contacted him, requesting his services, due to having thoughts about monster truck purchases. If anything, this was probably in the top five of reasons why people hire him in the first place. Okay, said Frank. First of all, can you afford to purchase the monster truck? Helvetica thought for a moment. I think so, yes. Okay, said Frank. Here is my second question. What is your current mode of transport? Just my legs, said Helvetica. Ah, very interesting, said Frank. Okay, thirdly, do you have a suitable location to park the monster truck when you are not using it? Ah, said Helvetica, no. Okay, said Frank. Well, I can see there are some pros and cons for purchasing a monster truck. But I think the main issue is you not being able to park it somewhere. If you lived at a house with a very large garden or space around it to park the monster truck, then maybe... But if that is not the case, I would not recommend it. Ah, okay, said Helvetica. Helvetica looked a bit sad, Frank thought. If your main concern is transportation, I would suggest getting a bicycle. They are significantly smaller than monster trucks, but like monster trucks. They are really cool. Helvetica thought for a moment. Ah, they said, yes, bicycles are very cool. Thank you, Frank. You have really helped me. Frank smiled. That's okay, he said and finished off his coffee. Well, he said, unless you have any other issues? No, they said. That was the only thought that I needed a consult for. Excellent, said Frank. And he stood up and shook their hand. I shall wire you your fee within the next two business days, said Helvetica. Thank you, said Frank. And he left the coffee shop. Frank walked back down the road 
back down a different road, and then down another road, and then he was near the river. So he continued walking along the river until he got to his home. He climbed aboard and sat on a deck chair that was on the deck of the boat. Well, he thought, he'd worked very hard today. He deserved a rest. So he took his shoes off, reclined the deck chair, and decided to have a nice little sleep. That's the end of this week's story. Thanks for listening. Join me again next time. And until then, sleep well. <laughs>